When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, Merry Christmas, and welcome to another episode of the Manchester United Weekly Podcast. We're at Series 2, Episode 17 now, as we approach 2017, with Christmas only a few days away, and therefore a Boxing Day tie against Sunday not too far away either. Not only are we in a good mood because it's Christmas, but United have won four games in a row, three of them in a, a single week, the latest at West Brom, a 2-0 victory in the late Saturday kickoff. We'll have our usual youth and loan roundup for you as well, plus a look ahead to the festive period. But first, Jack, everything's going well. Just a, a general positive feeling about the club at the moment. A good connection between fans and players and some good football as well. This is the kind of form we've been waiting for, isn't it? It really is. It's been a really, really positive couple of weeks around the club. There seems to just be a real, um, a real good feeling, I think, around, around the team, around the, the fans. Probably the, the most positive signs we've had since August, really, since we had a, a few wins to start the season off. Things seem to be looking up a, a lot at the moment. A lot of good performances being put in by key players all over the pitch. Ibrahimovic has come back into his own after a, a poor spell uh, a couple of months ago, and he's now firing brilliantly. Was it seven goals in his last six games or something? Now it's ten ten goals in his last nine games now, yeah, which is just, <laughs> incredible. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. I think they say on um, I heard on commentary on the uh, West Brom game he scored something like 154 goals in his last 179 league games or something, which is for someone of his age, or for, for anyone, it's incredible, but especially for someone <laughs> yeah. of his age, it's just ridiculous. Pogba, yet again, with another great performance. He seems to be putting those in week in, week out at the moment. Um, the defence looks solid, probably as solid as it has done all season with Rojo and Jones at the back, which is not something I expected to say at all this season. Um, even if Rojo does have a tendency to almost get himself sent off nearly every game, which luckily didn't happen against West Brom, which made a change. Um, but no, it's just a really good feeling around the club at the moment, playing some really good football, and we're finally starting to get the results that our performances have deserved for a long time. 
Yeah, four consecutive wins it is now. And, and as we said, we, we recorded on Thursday after the Palace game with um, with Sam Smith. Um, you can still listen to that if you want. But as we said then, four very professional performances as well. Um, very consistent. Apart, The Palace game is probably the the only exception to this. But those four games in which we've won, we performed not even professionally, but just efficiently. And Spurs' second half was a, a little exception as well, but generally very, very efficient, very professional. Um, before we move on to Pogba, who I'm getting more and more excited about with every game, and he's getting better every game, so that that's expected, isn't it? But on on the whole team, and Zlatan first, Zlatan now has the most goals for United at this stage in the season since Van Nistelrooy in 2002, which is incredible given what we've had. Peak Wayne Rooney and peak Cristiano Ronaldo in that time, plus Robbie Van Persie. Um, uh, those are the main one. Plus Dimitar Berbatov when he won the Golden Boot, and he's got the most at this stage in the season. Incredible. Ten goals in nine games, we just said. Third top goal scorer in the Premier League, I think. For a 35 year old to, to play three games in six days and be scoring in every single one of those games is honestly astonishing. And also his hold up play against West Brom on Saturday, I thought was was key in us winning, not just the two goals, which are obviously vital. Um, you don't you don't really need to explain that, but the hold-up play at times when West Brom were coming on to us a bit more, got to about 70, 80th minute mark, they were coming on to us a bit more, and Zlatan was extremely important in that. And Zlatan was extremely important in giving us a bit of fight. Good to see a couple of United players have a slight nasty streak to them. Not not like properly nasty, but that that little... Zlatan just leaving a bit in there. Herrera does the same thing. And then uh, uh, some more questionable refereeing in terms of Marcus Rojo, except the other way around this time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seems like Rojo can never go a whole game without escaping an incident like that, does it? But uh, it was it was a really good performance, honestly. Very, I think professional is a, is a great word for it. Wasn't our, our most scintillating football of the year. Um, wasn't the best performance we've ever put in, but we did what we had to do against a, a very solid... Uh, West Brom outfit they're in good form Hawthorns is not a place where we often come out uh, with a good result so it's very important to do that I think we dealt with the threats that West Brom posed really well um, and, and like you said we just seem to we, we seem to have a, 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 an air of I guess professionalism around us that we haven't had for a few years now I wasn't worried at any point during the game even when we were 1-0 up I didn't feel too worried about us letting the game slip which isn't a feeling that I've had much this season honestly I just think the last few games, we seem to have taken on a new, a new kind of identity. I, I guess in some ways, we just seem a lot more secure. Um, whether it's holding on to leads or we're actually trying to fashion chances, making chances has not been our problem all season, but putting them away has been. And we seem to be improving in every aspect of our game recently. And it's been, it's been a really, really positive run. Like you said, there's been good performances all over the pitch. Pogba continues to impress game after game now, and he seems to be improving as the season goes on. Ibrahimovic the same, which is just incredible given his age that he he doesn't seem to be tiring at all when even though the, he's playing playing nearly every game for us so far. I think, I think there's only been one game this season where he has he hasn't featured at all. And his his workload is probably heavier than anyone's at the moment, and he's he's keeping up with it and putting in match winning performances week after week. It was brilliant to see. Even Wayne Rooney has, has uh, come back into a little bit of form recently. He's not setting the world on fire by any means, but. Definitely playing a lot better than he was at the start of the season. Only one away from the record now. I thought we had it against West Brom, but for Ben Foster's brilliant save and tipped him onto the bar. But all in all, it's just been a, a very positive week. Three wins in a row. Or sorry, four wins in a row. Three wins in the last week. I think are we unbeaten in eight now as well. Um, 
So things are definitely looking up. We need to continue this form through the Christmas period, but at the moment things are definitely looking good. We're edging closer and closer to the top four now, um, which you know, obviously not. We still don't want to be languishing down in sixth, but definitely positive signs. Tottenham coming back from a, a, a losing position against Burnley today, and City beating Arsenal was a um, a little blow because originally both Arsenal and Burnley were winning, and it looked like we were we were rapidly making up ground on the top four. But but it, the point remains: we've won four in a row. We we can't complain. Um, and they are going into tough periods. City have got Liverpool on New Year's Eve. Uh, we've got Middlesbrough who battered Swansea, um, which seems to be a, a regular thing for any Premier League side at the moment. Jesse Lingard, I, I thought. We should bring him up. Lingard's movement on Saturday, just just brilliant. The, the on-the-ball quality is often questionable, often lacking. I, I mean, we say that, but that, that cross to Zlatan for the first goal was Beckham-esque on the half volley, curling straight onto Zlatan's head. That was spectacular. But gen- generally on the ball, there's there's still work to be done. And his finishing, he had a great chance. Um, I think when we were 1-0 up, he had a great chance and didn't finish it. But Lingard's movement is vital, and not just in terms of receiving the ball, and being in space to receive the ball, but dragging defenders out of position, allowing Zlatan that space, allowing Pogba that space, even more importantly. And and moving on to Paul Pogba, what a player. I said this on Wednesday. Um, I tweeted it. I said it on our Thursday episode. And I'll say it again. I'd pay 100 million for Pogba 100 times over. Again and again. It's it's not even just that he's so good um, and that he's having more impact in every game. Um the pass map, which um, uh, it shows uh, the influence, the impact of players on the game and, and their their passing directions and, and the main passing links between the team, um, shows it. Uh, if you're listening on ACAS, that's on now, or it's on my Twitter. It's not just that, he's also so good to watch. And so, there's there's so little worries when Pogba's in midfield. And it's also when Carrick's with Pogba in midfield, but generally just Pogba, you know that when he's on the ball, he does lose it but it's generally not because of his strength. And that when he's on the ball, he somehow just shakes off players like they're, they're not there at all. It's what Wayne Rooney used to do. Um, 2009, 2010, that kind of time. Rooney would just shake players off like like they're flying. And that's what Pogba does now. Um, as I said, I'd, I'd pay it 100 times over. Well, definitely. Pogba has, like, to me, proved how good of a player he is in the last month. I I'm sure, as as we've said numerous times, that he will never get the the praise he deserves because of that price tag, and it is a lot of money. I'm not sure any player can can be said to be worth eighty nine or a hundred million pounds, whatever the figure ends up being. But I really do think that Pogba has shown shown his worth to us um, in the last, I'd say, month or two. Really, when he started coming to his own, he had a bit of a slow start. I, we, there's no there's no getting away from that, but. He really does run run the game now in in midfield. Him, Herrera, Carrick, that trio has been brilliant in this recent run of of good results. And like you said, the the goal on on uh, Wednesday against Crystal Palace it was dismissive in in the way that he just shrugged off goodbye. It was it was as if he was almost saying to goodbye, you don't even deserve to be on the same pitch as me here. And the way the way that he plays sometimes really really is just almost mesmerising some some of the forward runs that he makes, the way he just seems to glide around the pitch. I really do think he's he's definitely been a great signing for us. And the fact that he's still only 23 is so exciting because he's got so much so much more potential to, to improve and he hopefully will be at the club for a long time to come. He seems to really love the club as well, which is not something I expected him to, to, to have still. 
the interview that he did a few weeks ago where he said he always knew he'd come back to United, I think was, was great. Um, was a great interview and it really showed to me that he really always did have an affectionate side for the club. And now that he's back, he seems to have, have bedded in so well. The fans love him and he seems to love the fans back as well. Yeah, I was going to move on to that. Aside from his brilliance, I was just looking at the stats for this. Most passes on the pitch, most touches on the pitch, most dribbles on the pitch. That's what you want from Paul Pop. But yeah, on the fans, I think everyone was a little sceptical when he first came back and said, I always knew I'd come back. Everyone was thinking, really? Or, I mean, I, I was just excited. I was, I was absolutely buzzing. But rival fans were thinking, really? Did, did he really always think you were coming back? Because it looks like he's going to Real Madrid and stuff. But the love he has for this club is unquestionable. And the, the connection with the fans is, is surprising. He, he, he just genuinely seems to love being a Red again. And it's so nice to see. And um, we've got this world-class player, un, un, undeniably world-class, who's also come through the academy. Not not like a classic, like Mancunian born, come through the academy. But he's come through our academy and just has this connection with the fans. And he's a brilliant player. And that, that's such a nice thing. And, and after a couple of seasons of the fans and the players being apart, there seems to be a real unity at United at the moment. Uh, Wayne Rooney and Mourinho telling every player to, to throw their shirt into the away end and Pogba climbing into the wheelchair section to bend down, gives his shirt, um, no shirt, but wearing gloves. That was interesting. And then, and then starts waving at United fans, clapping them and getting them going. It, it's not the same with the home support as, as uh, you can't really deny that. You see the home support booing Fellaini against Spurs. I was there, a bit, a bit disappointed about that. And then, Away at West Brom, United fans start singing about Fellaini. Small sections here, Old Trafford booing. The away, the away fans show him, show him what United's really about. And if you saw, um, Paul from the Rankcast saying, uh, United, United fans sang 47 songs at West Brom on Saturday. And we've had one as our intro. We'll have one as our, our outro as well. And probably one in the middle. But it, it's that Christmas time when all the old songs get, uh, get, <laughs> get taken out again. And no one, I, I don't, I don't, I think, I can't imagine you not thinking that the 12 Cantonar song is one of the best out there. So satisfying. That, that's our intro anyway. But yeah, just in general, that real unity between fans, players, coaching staff, everything is going right. And yeah, that does mean that when we lose, it could all come toppling down horribly. But at the moment, things are very positive. Apart from Lingard's movement, Zlatan's brilliance despite his age, Pogba being Pogba, is there, is there anything else except Rio Ferdinand saying that he'd spoken to Pogba and he said that the the reintroduction of Carrick into the team is, is what has helped Pogba grow and that's coming from Pogba himself. Apart from that, anything else? Not not too much, honestly. Um, I think just in just in general, the 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 whole spine of the team looks to be in the best shape that it has for a, for a while now. Rojo and Jones have put in extremely extremely good performances at centre back since they've come in. I think. We need to give huge credit to them because they really were not. Well, we really didn't expect them to play a as much as this or b as well as this. I think when we all saw Jones and Rojo as our uh, as our centre back partnership for a while, we all kind of cringed and thought, "Oh God, how many goals are we going to be conceding now?" But credit to them, they've equipped themselves brilliantly. They played just as well as as Blind and Bailly were at the start of the season, and really really have um stepped up when when we needed them so it's been great to see them play like that also and the herrera as well i think he's he's gone a little bit under the radar i guess because 
of Michael Carrick's influence since he um, came back into the lineup and obviously Paul Pogba's brilliance. But Herrera really does just seem to be Mr. Consistent in the midfield at the moment. He he just gets through so much work every game, attack and defence. And he just does the simple things very, very well. He's combative in defence. He plays good forward passes going forward. And he just seems to keep keep the team ticking over. He lets Pogba do kind of the, the more flashy work going forward and he lets Carrick kind of sit and really dictate the tempo of the game. But he's been a bit of an unsung hero in midfield. So just real, just reiterating praise for, for Rojo, Jones and uh, and Herrera for me. Yeah, Jones and Rojo are doing fantastically. Still still definitely questions there about Matteo Darmian. Uh, yeah. Against Spurs and again against West Brom, he sort of, because he's less good than the other players in the team, um, particularly his facial hair, but generally just his footballing ability. Against Spurs, it was Pogba who had to cover for him. Against West Brom, it was Rooney who had to cover for him. And he just sort of detracts from the quality of the players on show. Uh, but, but then Luke Shaw still to come back. And uh, and again, it was good to see Chris Morling. He didn't actually get a touch of the ball, but he, he did come on. A little run out for Chris Morling. Yeah, I thought that was strange, actually, when he came on and he went into kind of a defensive midfield role instead of Phil Jones, when Phil Jones has played there before. But he said didn't even get a touch in the end, so it didn't end up making any yeah, difference. Um, <laughs> and it did seem odd that Rojo got the same punishment for getting slapped as he did for two-footing. Um, who was it the other week? Idris Gay. Uh, and then Zaha. Yeah, same punishment for getting slapped as a two-footed challenge. Interesting. Weird one. Uh, uh, but you're, you're definitely right about Damian, though. I'd be interested to see what happens, actually, when um, when Shaw is back, because Jose Mourinho definitely has a decision to make there, how he's going to fit them all in the lineup. Will he continue with Shaw at left-back? Or, you know, he said some hinted at some not-so-nice words about Luke Shaw early in the season. So I wonder if Daley Blind will maybe play at left-back more often instead of partnering Bailly at centre-back and we could see Bailly and Jones, Bailly and Rojo, Bailly and Smalling. Be interested to see what he ends up doing there. I think Valencia and Bailly are probably the two certainties in the defence once everyone's fit. Um, but be interested to see what Mourinho ends up doing at left-back. We spoke to you on Thursday uh, with Palace fan Sam Smith about that um, about that win and also told you about the shock loss in the FA Youth Cup for the under-18s. They bounced back this weekend in good style with a win on Saturday morning, also against West Brom like the first team. And Angel Gomez gave United a lead with a penalty, but United then had to come from behind with a double from Scott Ethan Hamilton. One, a wonderful strike on the edge of the box after a good couple of feints to send West Brom players sort of sprawling on the floor before very powerful shot into the top left corner, I think it was. Meanwhile, on Thursday was a good win for the under-23s in the Premier League International Cup. This is a tournament with half of the teams from England and half from other countries in Europe, I believe. All games are played in England, and this was against Sparta Prague at Lee on Thursday. Josh Harrop gave United a lead on his birthday, a sixth goal of the season for him, and Devontae Redmond doubled it against Sparta Prague, who were already out of the tournament. This was United's second game of the tournament with a third and final group game next week. Dimitri Mitchell, usually a forward, played at left-back with... But seemed to do pretty well there, uh, setting up Redmond's goal very well. In loan news, Anan Yelzai was in action and looked good for Sunderland against Watford on Saturday, starting for a second consecutive game and seemingly taking David Moyes' words of warning to heart. His movement particularly was good, um, playing centrally, having more responsibility and taking it in his stride. A good performance from Yanazai there. Joel Pereira played on Friday the full game and goal for Portuguese side. Belenenes as they were beaten 1-0 by Pacos de Ferreira. Andreas Pereira, meanwhile, played the full game for Granada and a 2-0 loss against Real Sociedad on Saturday afternoon, while Dean Henderson was an unused substitute for Grimsby Town, 
And Guillermo Varela is still recovering from an ankle injury for Eintracht Frankfurt, but will be back after the winter break in Germany, hopefully. Right, Jack, uh, a busy period coming up, but we're quite lucky. Um, a good, what is it, a, a good six-day rest for the players before we play um, on Boxing Day. Um, and then after that, a good five-day rest until we play Middlesbrough on the 31st. And then January the 2nd, we play West Ham. But first, Sunderland on Boxing Day, 3 p.m. Um, first 3 p.m. kickoff in a while, and you can see why. Um, <laughs> but... Then again, we're in good form, a good run in the making. Um, we haven't really thrashed any team yet, but I don't really care about that. This is this is the kind of run we want, uh, particularly in a festive period where the team's going to have to change a bit. But looking at our schedule, we, we shouldn't have to change too much. We do have a lot of games, but you know our games don't seem too taxing. Um, we spoke a little bit about this on Thursday. Our, our schedule looks pretty favourable over the Christmas period. I guess the the only real um, real struggle in terms of schedule will be the turnaround from New Year's Eve to the second of January, when we'll probably see some rotation in in those two games. But with with uh, Christmas Day falling on a Sunday this year, the Boxing Day Day period isn't quite as hectic as it has been before. It was it a couple of seasons ago where, where we played on the, the on Boxing Day and then the twenty eighth against Spurs as well. Um, so, I mean, like that, it was. It was pretty bad, but this year with Christmas Day falling falling on a Sunday, Boxing Day doesn't disrupt the schedule too much. It'll be around the uh, around New Year where it will get pretty bad, but I expect to see pretty much full strength teams on Boxing Day and then again on on New Year's Eve. Um, but the game on the second of January could see some changes. We're, we're playing two games in the space of three days. Um, I'm looking forward to the Christmas period now. I think it's definitely it's definitely a chance for us to to try and extend this run. I said we have pretty favourable fixtures, and who knows with with some slip ups from from the teams above us, we could see ourselves right in the top four race by the time the Christmas period's over. Yeah, I'm, I'm expecting a win against Sunderland because they're not doing hugely well. They're actually on a on a, a better run than usual at the moment, but that, that's not that's not the perfect run for them. Um, David Moyes returning to Old Trafford for the first time will be odd. We'll be interested to see what kind of reception he gets. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I assume because we're in good form at the moment, it'll be quite a good reception. Were we in bad form, I think it, <laughs> it may be less good. But um, generally, he seemed quite liked until he was sacked and then people started being able to say that they were quite frustrated with him. But yeah, Sunderland not in brilliant form or they're in good form for them, but generally not looking great. I don't think Anand Yanazai can play. I assume he can't, as, as usual with loans. This time last year, we were losing to Stoke City on Boxing Day with... Uh, that Memphis Depay header back to David Ayer and that sort of ended his United career. But what, what are you expecting for this game? At home, on Boxing Day, always a good atmosphere, Christmas spirit, 12 Cantonars will be out again. What's the score going to be? Without trying to jinx it, it's tough to see anything but a win, I want to say. All the form and and our recent records suggest that. Sunderland are never an easy team, team to play, however, but I think being at home at Old Trafford, 
Um, we'd definitely be expecting a win, a win. It'll be nice to blow out a team. We haven't really done that in in ages, honestly. I can't remember the last time we we beat a team really four five nil, four one five one. So it'd be great if we could actually do something like that. That it would just I think give the players and the fans a bit of a boost and really stamp our authority on this good run that we're having. I don't unfortunately think that will happen, but gonna go for a comfortable two nil victory. Two nil. I could do that. Nice and comfortable. I can't I can't be doing it with another Spurs game. That was that's not the kind of Boxing Day game you want. But yeah, it would be nice to get a thrashing in there. But I don't really mind at the moment. A, f- a fifth, if we can beat Sunderland, Borough, West Ham, which is our next three games, and which we should win realistically, because um, we ha- we do have a fair amount of rest, so we should have quite a consistent team. If we can win those three games, that's seven consecutive wins. Chelsea have just got uh, what is it now? Is it eleven consecutive wins that they've got? So if we get seven. That's title-winning form, that. Not saying anything, but if City are playing Liverpool on New Year's Eve, that's a chance for a slip-up for, for both teams. Arsenal look very, very, very questionable. Mesut Ozil deciding to walk for the entirety of their game against City. So, yeah, a chance for United to to step into the top four for the first time in a while, which would be nice. The mood is good. We haven't got any questions. Um, so, get sending them in for the, the Boxing Day episode. But that's all we have time for on Series 2, Episode 17 of the Manchester United Weekly Podcast. We're approaching our one-year anniversary, and of course, we're approaching Christmas. Eric Cantona is at the top of my Christmas tree, and I'm, I'm sadly not joking about that. <laughs> Check my Twitter, at HarryRobinson64 for that and more. Jack is on Twitter where? Uh, at UTDTates, T-A-I-T. And you can find the podcast itself at UTD Weekly Pod. that's P-O-D. Have a very Merry Christmas and we'll hopefully be back before the new year after after a comfortable win against Sunderland on Boxing Day. Have a good one. Goodbye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. Eighteen plus.